0: Hello, hello, and welcome to In Alignment. I am your host, Diana Vanessa, and I just want to say thank you for being here. you made it to the awesome show that is here to make mindfulness easy. And today is a special day. It is actually the last podcast I am doing at 28 years old because the next one, I will be 29. I, your girl is having a birthday. And i'm excited uh it's supposed to be really crazy weather thunderstorm and i'm just gonna say that's a good thing it means good things are on the horizon um i'm i'm really looking forward to this podcast i want to share with you the seven things i might have said five earlier but i kept adding to that list but the seven things or lessons that i learned at 28 and 7 just seemed to be the appropriate number. My birthday is on the 7th. So lucky number 7, 7 lessons. The first lesson that I learned at 28 is just because something doesn't go according to your plan does not mean it is not going according to a plan. That was definitely the, the, the kind of theme of, of 28, if I'm being real. Things are just going off script and I was a winging most of life and it was pretty fun it was pretty fun to really step into that creative mindset and to be a a problem solver uh, rather than a planner it was now the second lesson that I want to share with you is this you don't have to do anything you you get to do things but the things that you choose to do are just that they are a choice they are your choice and it may not feel like it at times. You may think or say that the things that you're doing aren't what you want to be doing, right? I don't want to wake up at this time to go to work. I don't want to even go to this certain job or I don't want to be in this environment. But you have so much more choice than you think you do. You have so much more sovereignty than you think you do. But your actions are a direct reflection of what you think you're power is and what you think that your freedom is if you're somebody who thinks that they don't have a lot of freedom your actions are going to reflect that you do have a lot of freedom you're just not you're not accessing it because you don't believe you have it and this is not to say or make your problem small this is not to say that what you're going through isn't hard and that you're not in a pickle okay this is just me saying that you have more sovereignty and freedom than you think you do everything that you do you choose to do right it's a choice it's a conscious choice because you don't have to do anything you don't have to get up and go to work because you don't have to pay your bills you know what's going to happen you're you might lose your house you might lose your car yes You can lose all those things, but you're choosing not to lose your car. So you're choosing to go to work because you're choosing to make money in this way. You can choose to do things differently. You can choose to access some of that power and freedom that you have. You can choose to go off script. You can choose to take risks. You may not feel like you're in the position to do so. But again, that's your perception of but that's why I, I really want to stress that. Well, that's the lesson I learned. And I really did some crazy things. You know, I moved across the country. I drove across the country. And I, I never thought I'd be able to say that. I never I've dreamt of that. I've said I've wanted to do that. But at 28, I did it. At 28, I quit my job without a backup job. And I drove across the country. And I moved across the country with everything packed into my little car. I did so while I was in debt. I did so while I needed to pay bills. I I had help. I definitely had help along the way, but I had to ask for that help. And I had to be resourceful and be vulnerable. You know, I, I had to choose to do a lot of things that would help put me in a place where I could ask for help. But this is kind of just me going off script, but. <laughs> hopefully that, that that was helpful and empowering in some in some sort of way because that's that's what i'm hoping to share here uh, the third third lesson i learned at 28 is it is so important to learn how to cope and comfort yourself in healthy ways and it is the best and most loving thing that you can do for yourself and how you do that is learning to identify your triggers and Learning what your current coping mechanisms are and finding better ways to go about it I had a lot of different types of coping mechanisms. Some I thought were healthy, but they really weren't They were they were a pseudo healthy right i had i ran i used to run for a while but i did so at the cost of my own body ironically uh running is good for you right it's healthy but it was terrible on my bones it was terrible i ended up getting shin splints i had really bad knees i had issues with my hips and i was in a lot of physical pain even though i was relieving a lot of the emotional pain and so thought because i was doing something quote unquote healthy that that was a good coping mechanism and the reality of it was i was just obsessing over something to help me avoid another thing and i could have gone about it differently um and there just wasn't awareness just yet or at that time i most recently have been i think mastering this um i i have not had the best relationship with food um i had battled with a lot of different eating disorders in my youth and the most recent has been binge eating and i think that has been the most the one i've struggled with the most um has been binge eating and there's just i I pray you never have to feel this uh but there's just this i don't even want to call it hunger but there's just this feeling and this need to satiate this like hunger. So you just keep eating. You you'll eat a lot until it makes you sick and then you don't feel good about yourself and yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing where you just eat until the point of discomfort and it's 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 a terrible cycle to get caught in. But anyways, I I was realizing that I I was seeking this comfort. I needed to feel comforted and Twenty-eight was when I really began to hone in on the habits that are gonna help me cope and feel comforted. And one of the big ones was drinking tea because (laughs) I heard it somewhere. Drinking tea is like getting a hug from the inside, and that's what it felt like. I did feel like I was getting hugged from the inside, and so I I made it a point to drink tea whenever I would feel that. Instead of binge eating, I would make myself a cup tea and it's gotten to the point where even beginning to make the tea is very therapeutic and so as soon you know just filling up the teapot putting the teapot on the stove turning it on is in in, just in and of itself that process that routine is so comforting and then when I finally get to enjoy that cup of tea I I already feel so good by then. That at that point it's just me enjoying something rather than me, me comforting myself. But it it does. It's it's a little mini hug from the inside. And I I also make sure that I vocalize to my partner and to my friends and family that I like physical touch. So, you know, hugs, holding hands, um, you know, just like pat on the back. that 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 is very helpful for me and i vocalize when i need that i i will ask for a hug or i'll come up to them and be like "Is it okay if i have a hug you i need a hug right now um it's it's been really really helpful for me to learn my love languages and learn better ways to comfort myself when i'm not feeling good and that's been an incredible lesson and incredible thing that I've been able to practice in this past year. The next lesson that I've learned and that I've been really practicing these past couple months is changing my perception of money and my relationship with money. So this lesson has been to have a positive relationship with money in order to grant yourself more freedom. I didn't realize what kind of relationship I had with money until I really began doing all this work. Um, I used to be someone who said, I just need enough. I just need enough. I need enough to have all my bills paid to not be in debt. I just need enough to, you know, have myself a, a space to live and to get by. I don't need luxury. I don't need too much, right? But I mean, one, that's really vague. And two, it's really limiting it it, it, and negative because it's like, well, why can't you have a lot of it? Why do you have to have, you know, like as little as possible or, you know, a certain amount that's that's only good enough to get you by it's because you kind of don't want it. And if you don't want it, it's because you think there's something bad attached to it. And so, oh my goodness, that was was a lot to uncover. But I have learned (laughs) thanks to Sorelle Amore, S-O-R-E-L-L-E, Amore, A-M-O-R-E. I follow her on YouTube. And Sorelle Amore Finances is the channel that I watch. And she's, she's taught me a lot. And she's helped open me up to the idea of how beautiful your life could be if you have a better relationship with money. Because you can do so much more for yourself and you can do so much more for others you have so much more freedom. Freedom is a huge thing you have so much more freedom with your time and with your energy if you're not worrying about money and if you have a good relationship with money until I realized how bad my relationship was with money I I wasn't able to, to do much because I felt so limited and I you know I, I felt so trapped. And that was really a big thing that was leading like that was that was causing my depression. My relationship to money was causing my own depression. And I I wanted to improve that because I wanted to help myself. First for my mental health, but then it got to the place where I was hungry for that freedom. And once I understood what kind of freedom you can have when you get your finances in order and you have you know that positive relationship with money and positive understanding of what it could really do for you oh my goodness my world changed and i'm not saying that i'm i'm not depressed and i'm completely healed no like it still gets a little harder but now i have this sense of purpose and drive to help me through that and i'm I'm so incredibly grateful for that i'm in such a, a wonderful place and i I know I have a lot to look forward to if I keep this up. So this is in the process. This isn't something I've by any means mastered. This is something I'm in the process of. And I encourage you to start questioning that within yourself as well. What is your relationship to money and can you better it? The next lesson that I have learned this year is, or this past year at 28 was the importance of being kind and gentle to yourself. When you are kind and gentle and compassionate with yourself and with others, you're able to break down these walls and these barriers. I used to be somebody that thought that through discipline and through being you know, hard on myself or judgmental that I was going to get things done and move forward in my life. But the reality is that... You might be able to create discipline. You might be able to create some consistent habits, which is great. It's a wonderful skill to have, but you're not going to be able to get to the emotional or the psychological part of it, right? If you have developed a bad or unhealthy habit, or if you've developed this, um, something in your life that, that that's, that's going on and you're not really sure why that that's, you're not going to be able to get to that why. You're not going to be able to get to a deeper understanding of it and be able to heal that because you don't feel safe. Your body and your mind and your soul don't feel safe if they feel like they're being judged, right? If you don't feel safe within yourself, then you're not going to be able to drop those boundaries to go deeper, to be vulnerable with yourself. And so when you approach yourself with this kindness, with this gentleness you can go deeper and when you can go deeper you can do transformational healing and you can do amazing things with with that and for yourself and most importantly you get to improve your relationship with yourself and with others and I promise you it's such a beautiful beautiful thing and 28 I have really learned to love my own company I have and it's it's such an incredible feeling and that's actually my my next lesson is learning to love your own company. There is nothing better than that. There's nothing better than enjoying your own company cuz you you're not trying to escape or distract yourself as often. It's I think it's something that huh, maybe that is kind of what what this is all leading to. I think mindfulness is a means of getting to a place where you can enjoy your own company and it's something that i want to help others do and come about on on their journey is learning to like their own company and like to be with themselves and i, I do believe that mindfulness is a way of helping you get there it's a practical a practical way of of helping you get there now I want to say this is number seven because i wrote this down as number seven and i hope i didn't skip any but the seventh lesson that i've learned is that you cannot be mad at somebody for violating a boundary that you never set you can't be mad at somebody for doing or not doing something that you didn't explicitly or clearly state because it's not fair and i want to make this clear We all have different upbringings. We all have different values. We all have different experiences. And all of that's going to lead to different beliefs. And so you might have a perception of how something is supposed to be in a relationship, whether that be romantic or, you know, a friendship. But if you're not clearly communicating that, the other person is not going to know because... They're not you, okay? They are not you, they, they cannot know that. There's no way that they can know that just as there is no way that you can know what's going on with them. And even if you're very intuitive or very perceptive and, and understanding of what somebody else is feeling and going through, that doesn't mean that you're gonna know all of their values and priorities. Because even it, within the same family, even with people who have had the same upbringing there is different values and beliefs. And so if you fight with your family members over something that they don't agree on, imagine somebody who wasn't even growing up in that same environment that didn't have your experiences, that had a whole different life outside of you. They're they're gonna come to your come into your life with those different experiences and beliefs and customs. And it could be something as simple as what is your boundary or expectation in regards to cleanliness right i had a lot of issues with roommates until i was able to really understand this and understand that i needed to communicate it see for for me it was okay if my room was a mess so long as the public space was clean and organized so i I didn't want to i didn't leave my things out in the living room all my things were in my bedroom but then my room was a mess. Versus other people, their bedroom, their, is their safe space is their sanctuary and is, it is essential for their sanity for their mental and emotional health for that space to be clean to be clean and organized. All right. And and those are two different mindsets. So like imagine those two people living with each other. One of them's gonna make the living room a mess while the other one's gonna have it clean, but have their room a mess. And that person's gonna be like, oh my gosh, your freaking room is driving me crazy. And the other person's gonna be like, the way you treat this living room is driving me crazy. But until they communicate how they feel about those things and what their expectations or what their boundaries are, they're they're not gonna see eye to eye or they're gonna have a lot of resentment in the relationship. It's it's so important to make that clear. Like a huge one is that that people don't think they need to talk about is something like infidelity. What constitutes infidelity? What constitutes cheating? For some people, it could be sim- as simple as flirting or making a friend of the opposite sex. Other people are a lot more lax and they're like, nah, it's only if you have intercourse with somebody, right? It, even if you're flirting, if even if you you know are talking with somebody it's okay their their definition of infidelity is you know physical cheating versus some people think of it as emotional cheating um if you if you even like entertain the idea of like having a more intimate relationship with your partner and so you know that's something i had to talk to, with with my partner about what did they see as cheating what did they not see as cheating and we had to really break down especially with social media what that looks like to understand each other and to make sure that those boundaries were clear and it was clear when when they violated them and for me personally i I don't think you have a right to be mad at somebody if you haven't told them that this is something that's important to you or this is that you feel some sort of way about this and i think it doesn't mean that your anger isn't valid you know your, your boundaries were violated but redirect that anger to help you vocalize your needs and vocalize those boundaries don't be mad at the other person alright because for all you know if you had vocalized it they would have respected that boundary but you know we, you, you can't possibly know until you do that and I think that's also a really important thing is it setting boundaries is going to be a lifesaver when it comes to relationships because it's going to tell you very clearly who respects your boundaries and who doesn't what this allows for you is to be able to decide who do you want to keep in your life and who do you need to cut out or maybe not cut out but limit your time and energy around And so I I really want to thank you for being here. This this episode was not so much scripted, so it was a little bit over the place. But I really wanted to have a little bit more, you know, freedom and creativity in this episode and, and make it a little bit more fun for me and for you. And I hope that you really enjoyed this. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I hope that my experiences and my lessons at 28 have been helpful for you and fun to listen to because it, it's it's really an honor to be able to share all of this with you and to have you here listening to the podcast. I'm really grateful for you. So go ahead and give me or us a like, a follow, share this with someone that you feel might need some encouragement or uplifting or might need a sense of direction during this time because I know it's it's a crazy time. But thank you again for tuning in and have a blessed and wonderful day. See you next time when I turn 29. Bye.